0: Listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tanil. Tennille, our mum, and Emma, her awesome friend, share deep passion for the snow. They started the podcast together to share all their experiences with you. Between them, they have skied over 95 resorts, both held ski instructor qualifications, lived and worked in resorts, and still spent every hard-earned dollar skiing. They set their lives up around snow travel, and our ski bags are always packed, ready to go. We're certainly not complaining about this. Are we? No way. And even better, we get to share all the experiences. Sam Tate is a professional Australian snow athlete who represented Australia in the Pyeongchang and Beijing Games in the sit ski alpine events. He talks with Emma and Tennille today about his mental and physical recovery from his motorcycle accident, how CrossFit helped him, pathways to professional Paralympic sports,
1: tattoos. Europe and much more.
0: Hi Sam, how are you going?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no worries, Sam. We're really happy.
2: So, so Sam Tate is who we're speaking with today. Um, he is a Paralympian alpine sit skier. So Sam, take us back. Um, so you were take us back to how you became a Paralympian, an alpine paralympian, really, because there's lots of different areas you can go to in winter in the Paralympics. Yep. So yeah. Yep.
1: I guess I should probably start off by saying I had a motorbike accident eight years ago, um, which made me a, a paraplegic, so paralysed from the waist down. And mm-hmm. when I was in hospital, I was trying to – I knew I wanted to do a sport or find something that, I guess, kept me busy and fit and I could kind of devote a lot of my time to. And I saw at the time I was, the the, um, uh, um, what was it? the Sochi uh, Paralympics were on, in Russia and I was watching that and then instantly I just knew that I had to do skiing, had to get in this ski and just kind of devote every um, ounce of energy towards getting better in rehab and getting stronger for skiing and then eventually moved down to Perisher in uh, the 2014 season and it's literally been my life ever since, since yeah, 2014. I I don't know anything different apart from skiing at the moment.
0: Tell us about your upbringing. You're a keen soccer and basketball and golf player and a skier? Uh,
1: Yeah, I mainly um, soccer for the winter sports. And then after school, we would go on family holidays, um, winter holidays skiing as a family, and then come back to basketball and soccer in Australia. Um, But I was never really, I was always in like the second grade or, if I was in first grade, I wasn't really playing much. Um, I have a twin brother who was always better than me at, a, at all sport in school. So being a skier now is kind of, <laughs> and being where I am now is kind of cool. To, I mean, he's a very good skier as well, but um, it's nice to just be able to ski with him and be a little bit better than him.
0: <laughs> Were you ever a snowboarder, or was it always skiing?
1: Oh, uh, I tried snowboarding in Canada on one of our family ski trips, and. I could not go more than a meter without falling over.
2: So so your parents run and own Corroboree Ski Lodge?
1: Yeah. Course, wow.
2: Yeah. That's, I, um, My hubby and I, we used to run a ski lodge down at Perisher a long, long time ago in the oh, 19, yeah.
1: late Which 90s. lodge was that?
2: It's not there anymore. breaks my heart. Bloody ears, oh, but really? Ben Bullen.
1: Oh, Sorry, you yeah, probably okay, heard yeah. lots of stories yeah, about yeah.
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a lot of stories. <laughs> but yeah, so it's. And did you run with. Did they have the ski lodge prior to your accident or. Not?
1: Um, so they literally exchanged contract two weeks before my accident. Wow. So I would say it's fate that they bought that and then I have an accident and then now I get to live there and work there for the winters in Australia and. I mean, if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would be skiing.
2: And um, you saw the Sochi games at the same time, not a summer game. Like, that's, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it
1: all worked. Yeah, it's all just yeah. kind of, yeah, just connected. Yeah. having to work out. Yeah, it was. it's pretty crazy.
0: What can you tell us about your motor accident?
1: Uh, oh, I can't tell you much because I have minimal memories for three days. Um, it was a, what was it? I think it was a Sunday afternoon, the 27th of April. And I was riding with four mates and we'll just we've been riding the whole day and it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. We'll just riding back to get some food and and then uh, basically three days later I come to in hospital and wow. I'm in an acute uh, ward and I've got my parents and my family around me and they're saying that, oh, you've had a motorbike accident and you've severed your spine, you're never gonna walk again.
2: Wow, how was that? Um, how was, did you did you understand it? Did you comprehend it?
1: Um, I was twenty two years old, so I was like, "No, nah, this is not happened. I'm like gonna be back at work in a week." Yeah. Um, just yeah. I think when you're twenty two or when you're that young, you you feel invincible, and hence why I kind of bought a motorbike. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So you know, the, yeah. How,
2: the, how were your parents? Because we, I've got a seventeen year old and a fourteen year old. And I kind of think, you know, I've kept them safe now. I've kept them safe now. Yeah. I'm still keeping them safe. Like, so at 22, you think you kind of, you know, were they, how were yeah, your parents when yeah. they, and your twin um, brother, your family? Yeah.
1: Like, wow. I think it was a lot easier for me to go through because I knew what I was going through. And for them, they couldn't really, I guess, understand everything. They, I guess they would just kind of expect the worst. But um, I was trying to be positive and happy and be like, yeah, this is sweet, cool. We're just going to, I guess, take it on the chin and just move on and kind of do something incredible or kind of just get back yeah. to a normal life, so to say, yeah. um, kind of do it for them so they would kind of know that I'm happy and then that if I'm happy, then they're happy. And, yeah, I mean, I've obviously had days where I haven't been extremely happy. I've just been like, oh, this is kind of this really does suck, but, I mean, that's yeah. part of life and it's part of, I guess, accepting and, I guess, grieving and moving on, so.
2: Yeah, true.
0: Yeah. I, I did, um, I looked at your amazing bio on your website and I did have that thought about so many people that have motor accidents that end up paralysed from the waist down and it's common to have um, depression and just feel like you have nothing to live for and, and you've somehow taken... What your experience and you've become this amazing athlete I mean it, I guess I was asking myself what does it take to become an athlete after an accident it does is it you were you already mentally like that you were just bloody determined or did you have to reach deep in yourself and just decide how you wanted your future to look uh,
1: that's a good question because before my accident I was like into the gym but that was just more, I think, of an, an ego thing back then. Um, and being a male who just wanted to, I guess, look good with his shirt off. <laughs> um, but I well, you think. You do now. There's <laughs>
2: photos of you. Sorry.
0: That's I wasn't going to say that to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's really wrong. Sorry.
1: <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's Kate. fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think having that life changing experience, I was like, okay, this is like. From I've kind of hit rock bottom. So now I all I can do is just get better and better and better. And to this to this day I'm still thinking I can still get better and, and um be better, but I'm also reflected on how far I have come and I can respect that so, um, like I've pushed mm-hmm. hard yeah. in, in the gym and it's yeah. It's
2: so it's when hard. you're sitting in like um you are in Prince of Wales, yeah, in Sydney. Is that where you did a lot of your recovery? <laughs> yeah. Um do people see you did anyone come to you and inspire you there or have they got the right people uh, in hospital yeah. when when these accidents happen? Do you have people around you to start that journey with you from hospital?
1: Yeah, they have. This is testing my memory now, but oh, they sorry. have <laughs> <laughs> no. um I remember a few people who were in chairs came in and just kind of spoke to us about what their life was after they left the hospital and they were like oh it's like you'll travel you still be able to go on airplanes and Mm -hmm. like live um like it doesn't just end after you have a huge accident um and then they try and get you back in your sport uh like whether it's basketball or just try and put you through a few different sports so you can kind of see what you like or what you have a feel for and then yeah i wouldn't say there's so many more like mentors don't really come through and kind of like, I guess, I don't know, inspire you to do an elite sport or anything. Yeah. It's more just kind of, I think, mentally healing and preparing for, I guess, leaving hospital. Yeah.
2: So did you leave hospital and your family went straight to the ski lodge and that's where you kind of went, okay, I'm going to heal in the mountains? Is
1: that how? Um, no, I left hospital.
2: He went straight to the uh, pub. That's
1: so I'm trying to think. Straight to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> um. I trying. no, I went straight home in the Southern Highlands and then so that was at the end of uh, when was it August? And then went to Threadbow for my first ski lesson. Oh,
2: wow. Um, with the disabled winter sports then mm-hmm. or
1: yeah, with disabled winter sports Australia.
2: Yeah. yeah. You still work with them closely
1: or Yeah, yeah, I still work with them. I still try and get out um or as much as I can during the Australian winter and help I guess other sit skiers come up and just kind of be there, just to chat and kind of give them a guide to see what like where you can inspire to be and stuff. But it's yeah. more I just like giving back and being there and just just chatting to him and just saying like, yeah, yeah.
2: And how, how was it when you got on the sit ski and you got onto the chairlift for the first time? Were you just like, wow, this is a whole new world? How did you prepare for that?
1: Oh, uh, I don't. I didn't really. I didn't have any idea what to prepare for, but I knew like when i when i saw it the first like when i was at snow and i saw the ski for the first time i was like yeah that's like one of the coolest things in the world i've ever seen and then yeah. when i sat in it it was kind of like um it was kind of like putting a new pair of legs on ish yeah cuz i could kind of get around just myself on the snow without anyone's well i mean i guess back then that a little bit of help but it was it was the like having my accident and having like a huge part of me taken away and then jumping a ski is like I just got that all back
0: and is it is it quite tippy? It looks tippy or is it quite stable more stable than it looks?
1: Um no, it's quite tippy. I mean it's kind of like the faster you go, the harder it is to fall over. Oh, because okay. gravity gravity kind of holds you up.
0: Yeah, and, um, and how much pressure are you putting on your arm bits? What do you call those, like uh, arm ones with the skis on the bottom?
1: They're called outriggers.
0: Outriggers. So, how much yeah. pressure are you pushing down all the time, the or is it bottle, just a? To-
1: no, they're just kind of to initiate the turn, and then the rest is just core. Okay, core. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So, when did you decide that you were going to get? So, you got in the sit ski. You're going up Threadbow, and you're like, "Here we go!" Yep. In my hair. <laughs> well, not really going to wear helmets. I was
1: on Friday flats. It was very, very <laughs> flat. We did
2: my
0: hair on Friday.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. Um, so, and when did you think, okay, I'm going to go down, I'm going to ski? Because you don't have any, how do you stop? There's no snow plow. Like a beginner no. ski you snow plow. So you have to do a hockey stop to stop yourself or your outriggers?
1: So like now I do a hockey stop. But yeah. when you learn in, they have obviously a ski instructor and then Tether. a few ropes, yeah, a few tethers behind you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you can't really run away and I guess hit someone.
0: But and when you get when you come out of that, do, are you restrained at the waist or do you just flip out of it?
1: Oh no, you're strapped in. Okay.
0: Like, yeah. So if you fall over, the whole thing tumbles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Comes or you kind of follow the the sit ski really until you stop,
2: and then you, and then you kind of did your first turn and went right. Get me on a if I'm kind of out of here. Were you that keen, or were you still very nervous? Were you like, or oh, they wouldn't let you? <laughs> they held you back and went, no, oh, no,
1: I was keen to to just because <laughs> you was twenty two at
2: twenty two still at this time. Twenty
1: two, yes, yeah. So you're time, still yeah.
2: like game on. Let me go.
1: Yeah, it was almost like getting back on a motorbike. I'm yeah, saying, okay. Let's just let's just go up and give it a go.
2: So were you? was it a road bike or was it a dirt bike?
1: It was a road bike. Road bike mm, Road yeah. bikes. I don't like road bikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun though. I want to buy another
0: one. Tennille's husband is a motorbike rider. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's all good. It's all good. He just got out of dirt biking and he's on road bikes. I'm like, wow, okay, all right, have fun. You're old. You're old. You're 48. Um, <laughs> no. So the equipment, like why, why were a monkey equipment? How yeah, How's your yeah. suspension? Like, we can we'll talk Olympic suspension, but when sure. you were first there, were you just like, oh wow, this is it? Felt it felt good. You were like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it obviously wasn't like um dialed to my weight or anything, but it was, yeah, it was like you'd sit in it and you just like kind of bounce, like you could feel the suspension underneath you, and it was, yeah, it, it was just like getting back on a motorbike, really. Are,
0: a- they, are they um, are they state of the art? Pieces of equipment, or
1: are they carbon fiber? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one I have is a lot of money, and it's um, it's well, there, I mean, there's a few different brands, but the one I've got is yeah, elite level, and it works. Like it, you can dial or change a lot of things depending on snow quality, um, speeds you're going, the if it's like yeah, powder or if it's soft snow or anything. So yeah, there's a lot you can change on it.
2: So, so when you decided skiing, did you ever were you a person for the half pipe before, or like, or you just went okay, I'm going alpine. I want speed. That's where I want to be. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Gs.
1: Basically, well, I tried ski racing back before my accident and hated it. Yeah, like I just wanted to free ski and just do the park, and then the only winter para sport. For skiing is Alpine, so the downhill, Super G, GS and the Slalom. Yeah. Um, so I did not really have a choice in that regards, but okay. the downhill is by far my favourite. Fast. Um, <laughs> fast, and, yeah, when you finish a downhill, there's no better feeling in the world. Yeah.
0: So you went to um, the fitness and endurance program at the regional... CrossFit competition for people in wheelchairs. That's quite...
1: I did. That's going back a couple of years now. <laughs> oh, we've done our research. <laughs>
0: I'm, just, I'm just picturing like I just, I don't know, this CrossFit is quite full on, isn't it? So it would have been a whole lot of really fit people there, obviously. But is yeah. that, is that well, your that, first kind of comp in a sense <sighs>
1: That was done uh, like um, over video, like over online submissions and stuff. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, in conjunction with the CrossFit Games. Um so yeah. I never actually went to a competition competed next to people in chairs. I think that was done a year after, but I was just into skiing and I couldn't really leave at that um that point.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, that was that part of my life was pretty interesting because my coach back then was Ricky Garrard. I don't know if you have heard of him. Um yeah. but he's a local CrossFitter who Is incredible at his sport. And he just taught me a lot. He just helped me, I guess, push through some like the pain and then kind of change the mindset of, I guess, pains that's only temporary and doesn't last long. And I guess that kind of helped me with skiing just to really focus on what I need to do and what I need to improve for, strength wise and stuff to be able to um, push for the competitions in skiing
0: yeah
2: yeah so strength wise is it, did you meet your strength coach about then like kelly is it yeah did is, is yeah. she, she come in um, early to your life or is she still with you
1: no she came in after south korea south korea so 2018 okay.
2: yeah yeah wow oh yeah. so so kind of a lot after the uh, yeah your coach yeah So when did you realise, okay, so when did, like, so you got, you did those in Feb, kind of whatever, and then you went, okay, I'm going to train in the US. How did you make that progression? How did you get to the US? Where did you, did you have to get chosen or was that off your own back?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was all off our own back, but there was a, the Australian team were over there in the States uh, training and myself and another sit skier. Uh, Kurt Brown went over to the States for a month in 2016 2016, um, just to kind of see what what it was all about and be involved in some competitions and then mostly training. And then when we got back from there, there was, I guess, a few months till the Australian season. And then from there it was full-on training in Perisher and Hotham. And then my first international season 2016 17 over in Europe, wow. which was an eye opener, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Why, why? just to how fast they were, or the big mountains, or
1: yeah, well, it was my first time ever going to Europe, so I guess long haul flight to Europe, and then really having no idea what to expect with the mountains. And then, like, we, had, we were skiing on glaciers at 3,000 meters high, and it was, yeah. I remember, it, sorry, yeah. Thin yeah, air, the, like yeah. the breathing. That yeah, sorry, yeah. On, on. yeah. It was just um, yeah, just a huge eye opener, and I just had no idea what to expect. But I know I remember every race. I was just so nervous and scared of crashing. I just wanted to finish and do well. And it was yeah, it was it was it was difficult. It was tough. It's, definitely mm-hmm. mentally tough.
2: Mother in law's really just your first three turns, isn't it, compared to Europe <laughs> if you're in Guthiga you're doing <laughs>
1: yeah, that's yeah, about how
2: yeah. only do you get to race on mother-in-law much at Guthiga?
1: No, we have training there, but training, yeah. No, I mean it's nothing compared to overseas, really. I'm like,
2: No, it's one of my favorite Australian runs though, I Is have it? to say. Yeah. yeah okay. And it's always Ruff. got race gates on it. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. No. yeah it's
1: always
0: <laughs> <closed> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> No, but it's fun. (laughs) So um, then you went to Pyongyang in 2018 and you were in five events? Yep. So what events were they?
1: Uh, Downhill, Super G, Super Combi, Giant Slalom and Slalom.
0: Wow. So you got 11th in the downhill, 17th in the Giant Slalom.
1: Slalom I hate and I do not compete anymore. (laughs) I just do... (laughs) <laughs> the two speed events in GS. Yeah, it's
2: slalom because the gates are coming at you and it's.
1: Ugh, you to... Yeah, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just not good at it. I just can't get my head around it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just now focusing more on speed.
0: What, what speed do you go? What's your top speed?
1: Um, I th- think in Switzerland, it's about 124, I've been. Mm. Which is wow.
2: Too which bad. Is fast. <laughs>
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But China's gonna be, I think, very fast and very technical.
2: China's gonna be cold, isn't it? And like firm
1: snow and Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah.
2: Is it as long? Is be. the course as long? I mean, how every downhill in the world has to be the same length, yeah? Same pitch. Uh
1: okay. no, this has to have a vertical this like a vertical drop of I wanna say five hundred meters. Okay. Yeah. Over so the that's whole what classifies it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: wow. Wow. So, yeah. what's your training up to uh, the, the next um, Paralympics looking like at the moment? What's your, um, your week it's, like?
1: It's huge. So I'm back up in the Southern Highlands until the 18th of November, and then we're flying off to Munich and then off to Austria for, I think, eight days, and then we've got our first races at the start of December. Wow. And it's basically racing... And competing all the way up to end of um, February when we fly to Beijing for the games.
2: So, do you know how long you're in Beijing yet before you're allowed to compete, or you don't know any of that yet?
1: Um, I think. I'm trying to think. I think we've got. I think three training, three downhill training days before, obviously the race. Um. And then yeah, and then that's it until you. And
0: Do you have you got some good sponsors? Like, how do you fund it all?
1: Uh, I've got two sponsors, um, but it's mainly I work a lot in Perisher at like um, run the bar, so I just basically save as much as I can up there. And it's a very yeah, it's not cheap to go overseas for five months with skis and sit skis and all that stuff that comes with it.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. so how do you get sorry to be ignorant but um airplanes long-haul flights Mm. 14 hours (laughs) do you you have to pay for business or how do you what do you do uh
1: no it's well it's a trick this is an interesting one because with because my accident happened on the road i've got um comprehensive insurance Your green slip which is covered by eye care or lifetime care and support. Yeah. Um and in their guidelines they have you're allowed one upgraded flight a year to business. Um (laughs) so it's tricky because you can yeah. But I mean I do a lot more than one flight (laughs) overseas a year. So it's yeah you kind of just gotta choose um I guess obviously the longest flight that you can and then I've got points or just I don't know, pay the upgrade or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah okay.
2: well, it's of, not cheap being an athlete, is it?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. it's like, I mean, yeah, no, it's not. But business class, yeah, I don't do business class because it's luxury. I mean, it's nice. I do it more um, to prevent pressure sores and pressure areas and all that stuff. That like, just it's more a medically, yeah, um, decision, medical decision than enjoying the comfort of business class as. Amazing yeah. as it is.
0: Yeah. 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 That's right. I haven't managed to turn left yet, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> we will. It's another goal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, talking about
2: goals, how do you like, you, you want gold. You want gold in Beijing,
1: I'm sure 100%. of it. 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> Where's your mental strength come from for that? How are you, have you got a coach or you just, how are you? How are you working towards that? <sighs>
1: I don't know, every like day I, I'm always thinking about a gold medal. And then when I'm training, if something is really hurting, especially in like cardio, I'm just like like this, you push for another like 10 minutes or the end of your session and it's what's going to get you a gold medal. Yeah. So I think mentally I'm, I'm trying to train myself every day to just focus on that gold medal and it'll get easier and easier. And when I get a gold medal, it'll be worth, it'll be worth like the last eight years of, Every effort Definitely. I put in, yeah.
2: yeah. So, do you any mentors that can help you along that way?
1: Um,
2: any Australian mentors that can help? Like, what about Dylan, our tennis? He's a bloody genius, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, th- I, don't know. I would. I can reach out to like Kurt Fernley or Dylan or Cog. Um. And I'm sure they would have amazing things to say, but I think I just kind of want to. I wouldn't say do it on my own, but I feel like now I'm in a pretty good position mentally wise, and I don't know if I want to talk to someone they they might change the way I'm thinking, or maybe yeah. you know, like yeah. I don't know if I, if I don't know if that's gonna make me go backwards or yeah. or go forward. So right now I'm feeling pretty pretty strong and pretty good with everything. So I think I'm just yeah. I mean, I love that.
0: Yeah, I do love that. Can really detect that you want to do it your way and you're determined to do it your way. Whereas someone else might really benefit from being, I don't know, taken under the wing of someone else, but it's Mm. kind of cool that you want to do it your way, which is, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying don't reach out to a mentor or anything, but I feel like for me right now in this time, it's something that is in the back of my mind, but I'm not like, I'm not reaching out at the moment to anyone.
2: Yeah yeah you do, well you don't need a negative influence do you have one person you're like oh thanks for that no i won't take that on board <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so are you only training for downhill when you get back to europe or are you going
0: to do or are you train
1: uh, no it'll be downhill super g and gs okay wow and, and if- how do
0: you uh, nutrition nutritionally prepare are you starting that now
1: no, I started that like probably six years ago, really.
0: I've got no hope. Um, <laughs> put the fries aside for now, have you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no I mean drinking? diets always
0: No drinking uh,
1: the occasional like beer and wine. Okay. Yeah, but not like not like huge nights.
0: So would you say would you say you're a clean eater and like are you what what's your angles?
1: Um oh, every meal I just try and get protein in. Whether it's, yeah, I don't know any sort of protein every meal. Um, but it's just trying to be diverse in what I eat um, and just being conscious of eating. Cause sometimes I'll go breakfast and then I won't eat till two o'clock and then I'm like, oh, now I need to have lunch and then dinner's in a few hours and then you got a snack. But yeah, I started counting my calories a few months ago just to kind of see where I was at and I was not eating anywhere close to enough. Mm. So that was a bit of a like a bit of an eye, eye opener. Oh, the actually. amount
2: of training you're doing, you need to
1: mm.
2: weigh
1: it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I needed to add probably another thousand calories into my diet.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow!
1: Um, Gosh, you're doing yeah. a lot of training.
2: <laughs> so, what's your favorite? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite training part to do? What like?
1: Uh, how much can you do? That's hard. I don't know. That- I love a cardio session as much as I suck at the time. I mean, when you finish, you feel good and. Yeah, I don't know. I like everything, but I'm in a strength block at the moment, and that's—it's kind of really nice to just kind of take a step back from conditioning and just really build some strength. And once a week or twice a week, just have a con, um cardio session. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I've been doing conditioning for the last four years, pretty much four or five days a week.
0: Wow! So when you go to the Paralympics, um, I mean, how? Who gets to choose with the opening ceremony? Who holds the flag? And you know, tell us a bit more about the team.
1: Uh, yeah, so I know the whole team. We've all been as I know well, there's only uh, um, skiers and snowboarders. There's one snowboarder, Benny Todd, at the moment. Um, and then the alpine skiers, we've all been around uh, for the last six years, minimum. And then there's a few two other development guys coming in at the moment. Um, in regards to who picks, who gets to hold the flag, <laughs> that is a decision that Paralympics Australia make and I don't think we'll find it out until oh, probably after World Championships in February, I would think.
2: Wow. Really. Yeah. Wow. Do they like red wine? ICAC? No. <laughs> a bit of bribing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh oh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> so so they basically so every, you'll travel as a team Were you to europe now and do europe and then do kind of like so you'll wear the green and gold when you're over there now or you just wear your normal
1: uniform yeah no we don't wear the green and gold until the games oh how good yeah. to put that on are you yeah, excited the speed suits yeah the speed suits they got the aboriginal Indigenous design, awesome. I don't know if you saw it at the Summer Games. I
2: no, I didn't really look far
1: out. What is it? It's kind of. It's got. I need to get this right. It's got one, two, three, seven circles on it to represent the states of Australia. Maybe eight. I can't remember now. Seven or eight. Yeah. Um, and then it's all linked up with like the Aboriginal, Aboriginal, Indigenous drawing, and it just the first time we ever saw the design was in South Korea at the games and had no idea it was going to be like that. And they were the coolest suits I've ever seen. And everyone was like, oh, can we trade you for our speed suits? And everyone's <laughs> like, no, we want to keep these. These are like, yeah. these are ours. And yeah. it's you really... only get one? Um, you get, a f- um, so there's a downhill suit, so a speed suit and a tech suit. Mm-hmm. So you get two suits. Um. Yeah, but I can't see anyone giving them away. That's no true.
2: way. That's yours, mate.
0: You earned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're working hard for that. I don't think I'd yeah. give away my that either. I mean, what's you, could, you could duck out to like I'm just gonna go in China and go and get a copy made. <laughs> <In> Beijing. <laughs> yeah. You could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> good one.
2: Yeah so hey, yeah it's, oh, so when you get up to the gates like getting you've got your suit on you've got your equipment on like where's your strength come from your core or your arms like you've got the you're outrigging so what would cause a fall too much can oh. you can you fall on the can the ski tip too much or is it your outrigging that falls too much
1: yeah well you keep, like, your key like you're fine <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah your ski can tip too much if you're I mean, obviously, you're leaning over it really far. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, riggers can hit like a soft patch of snow, and then you can catch, and you can obviously get caught and get flung around. But you just, I don't know, for the 40 turns or 60 turns of a course, you have to be pretty perfect Yeah, 60 times in a row. And what, then. What,
0: what's that weighing? What's your ski weighing?
1: Um, about nineteen kilos. Oh, that's
0: pretty light, isn't it? Oh, it's my left leg.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sorry,
2: (laughs) and my um, arm—it's like, um, oh god. (laughs) Um, no, sorry, sorry. So you're um, you're out, you're outriggers. So you've got got to do sixty turns perfectly in your mind. Is
0: that like,
1: like ideally, you do that and you've won gold. In a perfect situation, you ski. How, yeah, six turns perfect. How
0: often right. does someone stack it? Is it one per race, like, or most people don't do not?
1: Or uh, in the sitting category, it's yeah. Yeah, you'd probably have at least one a race, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
2: Does ice play a big part? Who tunes your skis? Are you
1: a good tuner of skis as, as well? Like, of your? Um, I used to tune my skis and. Hated it, but we have a ski tech now, Zali, Um, Sally offered, who is a legend and knows,
2: yeah,
1: she's been with us for uh two years now. And awesome to have um, her know like what ski or what tune we like on our skis, it just kind of gives us that confidence where she's like, Yep, I've done this and this, and like your skis are perfect, and they kind of you can kind of let that go out of your mind and like, Yep, my skis are going to work they're going to do a job yeah and now all I've got to do is my job basically so yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah. yeah having that is 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 really good
2: yeah it definitely because they know the the wax they need as well don't they and, and, <laughs> and yeah all of yeah.
0: which takes it yeah. all
2: out of that's out of your mind like you just said you all you have to work in is go okay how many how many races do you, how many trials do you get down the hill before your actual race like you've got three days is it so do you get
1: three yeah, days so of yeah, in the downhill, you yeah. get um, three training days, yeah. weather depending. Yeah. Um, and then you get one day to race. So four times down a downhill, yeah. which, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever skied a downhill, but.
2: I you have, don't but want with it. lots of turns, not 60 turns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they um, a lot more mentally draining than physically, just because before you push out of the gate, you know it's going to be fast and you know if you hesitate in one turn you could be in a net, and you could break your back or you could break something pretty decent so yeah mentally I think knowing or putting that through your head and kind of like, okay cool yep that's cool that could happen and then kind of letting it go and then racing and Trying to win and push like every gate is, I think the four days of racing, eight or three days training a downhill, and then the race will be will be more than enough. That's for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, mate. It sounds thrilling to me. Like I like you say, do <laughs> we do a downhill? We, do. we used to do this. Um, I used to teach skiing at Charlotte Pass. And we used oh, to have yeah. to, we used to have race week at Charlotte Pass, which was, you know, not I loved it. Everyone loved it. They came from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And one year they allowed us to go up to Mount Steelwell and oh, yeah. do do like four gates from Mount Steelwell. And the finish was down near the bottom of the um Pommer. So you so yeah. also <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that was Tiny little hill, but that was fast enough for me. I was like, "Wow, we've only got to do two turns." And yeah. so, so, I, so I get the thrill. I love that speed. Yeah. Like, I love it. I call so that we've got one of our friends in Canada that we call two turns. He gets one to get off the lift and one to get on it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and that's like a downhill to me. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, Want to ask you about your um, little year ago excursion? Was it a year ago? Up to from Charlotte's Pass to Kosciuszko. I-
1: yep was that yep. one year ago one year ago yeah well and, 11th yeah. of october so yeah
0: so tell us about that was oh, it, Jesus. It that was.
1: Like,
0: how long did it take you compared like what does it usually take i haven't done it tanille you've done it haven't you
2: yeah
0: yeah so what is it what's it usually what did it take you oh in the winter it was like a five-hour hike
2: it was huge <laughs> and it was just right. to get like it was and it was undulating it was like there were fake hills <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we did it at like midnight on a full moon nut bag. you know oh,
1: beautiful
2: <laughs> it was it was yeah. But yeah yeah and in summer i can't remember summer but there was a lot of flies i know that mm. how were the flies
0: oh 11th of october oh, they probably wouldn't no, be
1: too bad yeah
0: so how was your experience it, it was like full snow on the ground everywhere was it
1: uh not really there was road or like rocks and gravel all the way to just before Siemens Hut. And yeah. then from there it was like snow road, snow road all the way up to the top of Kosciuszko. And,
2: and you're on a bike, yeah? What are they called what are those? I
1: was um, on a few different equipments. There was my hand cycle. Yes.
2: Um,
1: a cross country like sit ski, which is like a seat on cross country skis and you use poles to get across. Wow. Um I had my wheelchair and then I had my downhill sit ski to get back down Kosciuszko and um what else I think that was it but yeah there was a group of seven of us and it took us seven hours from Charlotte's pass to get to the top and then three hours to get back home
2: that's pretty amazing seven hours that is incredible like it was
1: brutal yeah yeah. Yeah.
2: so (laughs) was that part of your build up to Beijing kind of get fit mentally let's go I can
1: Um, No, that was just kind of something I just had joked with. So the year before I went out to Kosciuszko, I got pulled up with um, a few mates and I was just kind of sitting there, not really doing anything. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should do this like unassisted solo type effort. Yeah. And then the next year we weren't going overseas because of COVID. And then we kind of like, oh, this is probably – the best year to do this so we just kind of got a team together and then um throughout the winter we did trials of ropes and sleds and like on the cross-country courses and yeah just figuring out what we needed and what like what could go wrong and then just waited because it rained for probably three weeks at the end in September so we're just waiting for a nice day
2: yeah, yeah, which is hard to come by in October. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> oh, that is it. like, honestly, what a feat. And you must have felt when you got down, that's a 10-hour turnaround, yeah?
1: Yeah, it was so a lot, yeah.
2: When you got back into Charlotte, <laughs> yeah. you would have been like, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, we left way too early, uh, way too late. We left at 11 a.m. And then we were up at Kosciuszko. It was beautiful. We were up at Kosciuszko, at like 6.30, saw the sunset and then had to get back, like we left Cozy about quarter past seven just as the sun was going down, and then it was kind of just getting back as fast as we could. It took us three hours to get back, so we got back around 10 o'clock. Yeah.
2: Oh, and wow. It it would been, that, that would have been, yeah, and across the river. The bridge, did, yeah. you, have, did you go across the bridge? Is that, did we you went, go that way or which way? How did yeah,
1: you- the bridge down the Snowy River and then yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah! Wow, yeah. that's a that's a long haul.
0: That's a long haul. It <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel always, like I'm listening. I'm feeling so lazy sitting here <laughs> hearing about all these things. I've like, had about. Four
2: hot chocolates today. <laughs> like, oh, delicious. Oh, yeah. You feel that that para sports is going to go, it's going to take you in that direction. And you, you. I don't even want to talk about your ending of your Olympic journey yet because we haven't even started that. We're just on that. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: We're just going towards that. But yeah, para sports in Australia is getting bigger and better, well funded. It yeah. Like it's mm. a good thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since I've been in the sport, even, even in the last four years, it's just, becoming more known and more talked about and watched too, especially yeah. with mm. um, the con Games, oh, was that two years ago, I think, and then some games this year. It's just, yeah, I think it's just getting bigger and bigger. And it's I know
0: we interviewed um, the head of Disabled Winter Sports Australia and that was cool hearing <laughs> about how that in itself is growing. It's a yeah. growing industry and mm. how... It was the second biggest industry in the States. Disabled really disabled travel, essentially. And yeah, right. now if we can expand it here, we've got yeah. um, bigger markets and stuff as well. And just yeah.
1: Yeah. Well I mean snow is not very accessible for anyone, let alone getting across mm. in the wheelchair or in a walking frame or crutches and threadbow yeah. is very good at it. Um Perisher, I don't want to bag it out, but they need a bit of work with just ramps yeah. and like lifts and stuff. But, um,
0: and that's good feedback. That's you know, take it on, Perisher.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you ran and uh, improved the car park while you're there.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's a 10 year plan coming up, but hopefully, yeah. that I don't know,
0: yeah. we'll
1: see what happens. But yeah, it's um, yeah, I think like I get a lot of messages from people around Australia saying, Oh, how'd you get into? sport, I want to try sit skiing or I want to just come yeah. to snow and I just lead them to DWA and then I'm like, if you're ever here, give me a call and I'll come out and come skiing with you or whatever it is.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's really generous. That is super generous. But I guess if it gives you that freedom again and mind mm. space again. I mean a skiing does that for me. I get excited yeah. when I come down to the mountains. I'm like, oh love this place yeah it must it's a be different
0: so, world. It, it, I mean it must be an exciting feeling seeing someone who might have just had an accident and they've come out and experienced that snow for the first time mm. it must be a real thrill is it just to oh, see
1: it is yeah because you see the the smile on their face and they're just like they don't want to go out in the rain I'm like oh no I'm not going in the rain no <laughs> <laughs> I mean probably back in the day back when I started sure but now I'm like, oh, I don't want to get wet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but rain yeah, is not fun in Australia.
1: No, because you get <laughs> soaked. Yeah. But yeah, you but, um, yeah. Sport puts a lot of smile a lot of smiles on everyone's face. And yeah. It's,
0: and to yeah, think it's that really the DWA people are all um volunteers.
1: Mm, yeah, like, they and, are all volunteers. Yeah.
0: And I think of that when I'm down there, we spent a like, I don't know, like a month and a half down there this year, and I'm thinking and a day off, I should go and do a day, and then I I never have a day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, I often think of people doing volunteering in their time.
2: Yeah. So when do you head off to Europe? When's Five weeks?
1: 18th. 18th yeah, 18th November.
0: And what's your first stop? What's
2: the first uh, mountain?
1: Uh, we're going to Austria, so around ZMZ. Ah, yeah.
0: Kind of new. I, I worked on. Sure. Yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah. 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 So we've got a base around there for four months, and then we'll come and go from there or leave there to go to races and come back.
0: So, are you allowed
2: to take your nutrition, uh, your nutrition co- coach, or all the Australian team together, and you have everyone there accessible to you there, or you kind of fend for yourself?
1: Um, well, we've got um, all our coaches over there. Well, yep. will be with us. Um, awesome. So we've got three coaches, and I, I want to say a physio, but I'm not 100 sure. And that's, I think that's it support wise. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then,
1: but most of us, like we've been doing this for so long and over in Europe, you kind of know what to eat or like, you know, how to eat and how to diet. And it's not like you go out for stencil and chips every night and whatever. Yeah. Fondue. Fondue. Fondue is so good.
2: Are you getting excited? I bought fondue the other day from Costco. How sad am I? Oh, That's no. how much I want to travel. <laughs> like, that is so sad. <laughs> no, but, um, are you getting excited to race again with everyone from the world and hear the accents and, uh, like, just yeah. get amongst it? I'm so yeah. excited for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been, yeah, two well, almost well, a year and a half with, like, out of racing. And yeah. I'm keen to see where I'm at at the moment because <laughs> it's, Obviously, no racing, but just a lot of training in the gym and on snow. It's going to be, yeah. I think I'm in a pretty good position, but I just, I mean, but everyone over in Europe would be in the same position as well. So,
2: yeah,
1: it'll be really interesting to see where where I'm where I'm at.
2: Do you have someone that you benchmark, or are you like, nah, not at all. I'm just, it's just me. It's my own head, my own game.
1: Um, oh, I no, it's just I know where I want to be. But it's just, yeah, I'm just want to get over there and yeah. just see what happens,
2: really. And yeah, yeah, they're having they snow at the moment, too. Yay, it's mm. nice. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a good season over there.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, any season's good, isn't it? If there's snow, well,
1: yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> very
0: That's awesome, like we're looking forward to um, watching you and supporting you. And you need yeah. to get your team
2: tape merch going again, I think.
1: Yeah, um, that is going. I've <laughs> left everything down in <Gandon> Perisher, <laughs> so I need to get it. Yeah, I need to get it and put it under my website. Um,
2: oh, I love, oh, on your website, the mountains. You've got a lot of tattoos, sorry, before. We, so the mountains.
1: mountains
2: on your website, that is probably about yes. the that band. Is that a special mountains that represents something on your website or it's just the
1: mountains? Uh, no, it's just the mountains. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your tattoos? Is it the ride on
1: your arm? Um I've got an oh god, oh
0: yeah.
1: I've got an eagle. I don't know if you can see it. Okay. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. An eagle, uh, which I got, oh, like a year after my accident, um, and that was kind of to represent that I could kind of start fresh. I could kind of go anywhere and mm. pick my own path. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Um, yeah, and then I've got a lion on my chest, mm-hmm. and that um, well, lions and giraffes um, are my favourite animals. Nice. I don't have a title draft yet. I'm in the process of thinking about getting one. Don't,
0: don't show us the lion because Tenille might faint. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's okay.
2: <laughs> oh, that's No, anyway, no, I won't. <laughs> that's embarrassing. I'm not like, really red now. Oh, my gosh. And it's not just because the room's hot. No. <laughs> no, but uh, my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter, is she draws tattoos on herself so i know she's gonna yeah, get yeah. tattoos and i'm like oh my gosh wow i do not have very
1: one. addictive
2: yeah and Careful, she yeah. she wants our whole family to get mountains tattooed oh, on yeah. us somewhere like a mountain and i'm like oh i love the one on your website the mountain that's a pretty nice mountain range yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, a nice
2: subtle yeah i don't think i'm gonna get one
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm scared of cat ta- no nah, they're not <laughs> too bad <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
2: but they look good they look
1: good but yeah thank
2: you yeah. Um, so we'll, hopefully you'll have the the rings on you. Like, will you get the Olympic rings? Is that something you'd get or not?
1: Uh, well, the Paralympics and the Olympics have different symbols.
2: Oh, what are the? Oh, do they? See?
1: Yeah. So the Olympics obviously have the five rings. Yeah. And the Paralympics have three, oh, uh, they're called. I'm going to get this wrong. I want to say like a tago or yeah. Uh, I can't remember. It's just three like little. They look like little kind of teardrops, I guess.
0: Okay. Or like oh, round you know,
1: teardrops.
2: Yeah. Yes, I do know. Yeah.
1: And yeah. it's um, three colours which um, are the most used colours in all the flags around the world. Okay. Um, yeah.
2: Is, is there as many teams, as many countries that compete? Yeah, I would think
1: so. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's
2: really cool. I'm really excited. March. Bring it on, bring it on for yeah. you, hey? Like, yeah, i just, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's pretty exciting, very, very exciting.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not everyone's an Olympian, mate. No. <laughs> 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 it's hard work, I would
0: imagine, but, yeah, kind of incredible. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for letting us interview you today. It's uh, awesome. Thank you for oh, having me. No, oh, we do ask one
2: question, sorry, forgot okay. to do it. Um, where's your favourite place in the world to ski?
1: Ah, uh, I get asked this a lot and I really have no, like, it's a hard question, but I, th- I want to say Austria because ah. Austria, we've been there so many times. It kind of feels like you're going back home yeah. um, and the culture's there, the food's great and the skiing's great Um, and the town we go to is just like covered in snow and it's just got a really, just really good vibe and it's just, mm. yeah, I think Austria is Probably one of my favourite countries to go to and ski. Nice.
2: Well you kind of go on home in five weeks then. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's yeah.
2: awesome. That is awesome. Well, good luck. I look forward to seeing you on the TV. I'll be there waving Thank my team tape hat on.
1: Thank
2: you. That'll be awesome. Train hard.
1: I will. I will.
2: Yeah. Go for gold. Thank you so much. Appreciate
1: it. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and If you've learned a handy tip or two, then happy days. To catch all our episodes, subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Head over to www.lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to share our episodes on your social media.